Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Today we will continue our series on the end times prophecy. Listen in as Ray begins to unfold the truth. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and today we're looking at the seed of flesh versus the seed of promise. We'll follow the story of the two seeds from their conception all the way to the final conflict. We base our name of these two family lines on the book of Galatians. Galatians 4.23 says, But the son by the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and the son by the free woman through the promise. This passage is looking back at the past events of Genesis 15, where the son of the bondwoman was Ishmael, and the bondwoman was Hagar. The son of the free woman was Isaac, and the free woman was Sarah. Abraham was the father of both sons. The reason this passage says that Ishmael was born according to the flesh is because through self-effort, Abraham and Sarah tried to bring about the son God promised them on their own terms. The Bible uses the term flesh to mean anything we attempt to part from God. So because Sarah was not able to have a son, Abraham slept with their slave Hagar, who gave birth to Ishmael. But God promised Abraham a son from Sarah, and so God did not honor this fleshly attempt at fulfilling his promise. Fourteen or so years later, Isaac was born to Abraham and Sarah and represents the son that was promised from God. That's why he's called the son of promise. The Galatians passage we mentioned is using this story to make the point that waiting on God to fulfill a promise produces freedom, while acting in our flesh through self-effort produces bondage. Ishmael and Isaac are real-life illustrations of this point. Ishmael represents the seed of flesh or self-effort, and Isaac represents the seed of promise or faith. The first prophecy of the Bible mentions the two seeds. It's found in the third chapter of Genesis. We pick up the story of Adam and Eve just after they committed the first sin in history. They believed Satan's lie that they could become like God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In this passage, God is pronouncing judgment as the result of their rebellion and Satan's role in it. God curses the serpent as the vehicle Satan used to seduce Adam and Eve into rebellion with God. God also prophesies about the antagonism between the offspring of the woman and the offspring of Satan. Many believe this is prophesying that the seed of the woman would ultimately result in the coming of the Messiah as the Savior of the world, and the coming of the seed of the serpent would take its final form in the Antichrist. As we will see in this study, the prophecy is not only referring to the eventual appearance of the Messiah and the Antichrist in the human race, but also the families in each one's ancestry. Genesis 3.15 And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. The bruising of the head can actually be translated as crushing the head based on the original Hebrew. This is a picture of Christ crushing the head of the Antichrist. It is describing a fatal wound where Christ will physically defeat and kill the Antichrist indwelt by Satan at the Battle of Armageddon. The bruising of the heel of the seed of the woman mentioned in this passage is symbolizing the cross where Satan caused a bruise but not a fatal wound to Christ since he was resurrected from the dead. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments about the show, visit us online at miningthetruth.com. Thanks again for listening and join us tomorrow as we continue to uncover hidden treasure.